Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. Get ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now, here's your host, Fred Perry. Good morning. It's Saturday, October 3rd, and we are excited to have you with us today on the CEO Roundtable. Stepping in for Fred Perry this week is a new set of co-hosts. I'm Melody Perry, and sitting beside me is my good friend, Peggy Kirkpatrick. She stutteredly said. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Thank you. Fred has stepped away just for a few weeks while the campaign is going on. He didn't want to have an unfair advantage in the upcoming election. Yes, he did, but he was not allowed to. So let's be real. So Correct. Today, we've got a great guest on the phone with us today. We will be speaking with former MU head coach, Gary Pinkle, who is on the line with us. Good morning. How are you doing? We're doing great. How about you? I'm doing great. Really good. Peggy tells me you were recently a national nominee for the National Hall of Fame, Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, College Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, that came uh, really from nowhere. I mean, it's really hard. It's, it's, even, it's difficult even be, to be nominated let alone get in it. And that was uh, re- remarkably humbling to me and uh, for the, you know, the, the career I've had. And uh, one thing about me is, is, is I always talk about how many great people have been in my life. And I don't say it just to be nice to other people. I say it because it's true. I've been blessed to have uh, great people, you know, from the very beginning with my family to people in, in football and, and, business and things like that that uh, uh, have uh, really provided me with some opportunities. So when you when you get an award like that, it's, it's for a lot of people other than just me. The other thing, Melody, is that you are also talking to a Missouri legend. Coach was just inducted this last, um, was it spring? I don't, yeah, last, yeah, last winter or something. Yeah, so. he was inducted as a legend in the Missouri uh, Hall of Fame. So he he's a big deal. He won't say it, but I will. <laughs> That's impressive. We are talking to a legendary Coach Gary Pinkle today. Well, let's, let's, let's not overdo it. Let's okay. Not overdo it. All right. <laughs> so you coached from 2001 to uh, 2016. Is that right? Yeah, through the 2015 season, yeah. yeah well, I did. Uh-huh. And why did you decide to quit coaching? Well, first of all, I, when I decided to come here, was uh, I was head coach at Toledo. Prior to that, I was 12 years at the University of Washington, where we I learned from a guy named Don James, who was my college football coach, and um, had success at Toledo. I was there 10 years, and then this job came up. And Nick Saban, the, the head football coach of uh, the Alabama, um, is uh, he ended up, he was on that 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 uh, team with me and with Coach James, and and so we're really connected. Um, he uh, he told me when I said I think I'm going to take the Missouri job. He just verbally ripped me on the phone, saying, "Why are you doing that?" Hmm. Because 
they had two winning seasons in 17 years. So because of Mike Alden, I did that, and I got a good staff. Brought most of my staff, a lot of good people, and and we were fortunate to you know to you know win a lot of games and graduate our athletes and did the right things to help kids and all those things. And um, so I was very fortunate to that point. Um, anyway, I got through 13. We won a divisional championship. 14, we did. Then going into uh, April 15th. Uh, Excuse me, April 27th of 2015, um, I was diagnosed with uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And the type of lymphoma that I have is not, it can't be cured. You're going to have it. you got to manage it and do the best you can. And so um, I had to make a big decision. I just did a contract, uh, probably valued about $23 million. And I had to make a decision which the dollar thing was nothing, had nothing to do with it. For me, the decision was time. It's a big, big T-I-M-E sitting right in front of my eyes. How are you going to spend your time, whether you've got five years, 10 years, 15, 20? You don't know how many years it is for me. But how am I going to spend it? And the thing to me is I did not want to regret that I worked those long hours, how much money you make, and the, and the remarkable number of hours. I love coaching, but the commitment hour-wise for a year is just is staggering. And I just was not going to put myself in that position that I would regret not being able to see my, like this, like this, uh, this Saturday, I'll go see one of my grandsons play uh, flag football. Mm-hmm. And so for all those reasons, for those reasons, personal reasons, I was going to spend time with my family and friends and be able to do that. And so I retired um, right to, actually at the end of the, the end of the season in 2015. I've never regretted it. Uh, uh, but that was kind of that was the reasoning why I did it, and uh, it was the right thing for me. I can relate to that. I have had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma as well, two bouts with it, and am currently on a clinical trial with it. So I understand that it does make you view the world a little differently. You know, as far as importance, putting, trying to decide what you want to do. You know, in the in the next great years of your life. Yeah, you're you're right, and, I, and God bless you, and pr- prayers for you, and prayers for everybody out there that is battling cancer. And you know, there's not too many people out there that don't have loved ones or family members. It's, at least somebody's not touched by it. Um, yeah, it's 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 you have to really kind of analyze what's what's important. And uh, you know, I'm doing everything I can to take care of myself. You know, I, I go every six months to Mayo and and uh, uh, for tests and such. And so, um, yeah, you're right. It's it's something that everybody has to do it what they think the most. You know, and 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 where they want to put their time and where they want to put their heart. And for me, it uh, it was it was difficult. But when I made my decision. Uh, which was mid-season at 2015, my last year, um, it was it was a uh, question, it was the right thing for me to do. Coach, you had, when you decided to retire, you had a lot of opportunities in front of you of what you could do next. You could mm-hmm. have been a TV com- commentator. You could, you know, go on the public speaking circuit you wrote a a book you could write more books why did you decide to start the foundation well for me uh you know those other things were it was still got to be time that that word is what it revolves about every decision i make and 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 to be with the right people which we've just talked about um and for me it was um, I remember working with ESPN a little bit that spring and, and that, that next season, and we started talking a little bit. And the, what was going to happen is, and I was never made an offer, but there was discussion. It, it never got that far because, you know, I'd have to leave on a Thursday 
or you know Thursday, and I get home generally on Sunday, four days a week for you know fifteen weeks. Mm-hmm. And I might as well be if I'm gonna do that. I might as well be coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, it just did not fit fit that. You know, um, I do a lot of radio. I do some radio shows and things like that in, in St. Louis, Kansas City. I, I do some of those things till that day, but they're they're not they're not real time obligations. So again, I get back to that time. I I throw everything behind that, and I had decided that um, that for me was uh, uh, was was not going to work. And so what happened what happened was is, um, you know, I wrote the book and that's been good. I do some talks on leadership and teamwork, but I control the amount that I do. But right now I haven't done too many just because of what's going on with COVID. But um, so time-wise, that's kind of where we were. And about a year and a half ago, two years ago, my wife came, she looked at me, she she got a couple days in a row. She goes, you okay? I said, yeah, I'm fine. I'm doing fine, which which apparently I wasn't. She goes, um, Mm -hmm. I said, I said, I feel like I'm not doing anything significant. You know, and she's looked at me and she goes, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, I, you know, we, when we ran our football program, we had to win games to keep jobs and I love to win and we compete to win and everything else. But a big responsibility that we had as coaches, um, if you worked for me at the University of Missouri was, uh, we had an op- a, a, a obligation to help our, our team, our players, our 127 players, uh, to become better people, to become more responsible, more accountable, to, to teach teamwork, to help them deal with things that maybe they've had to deal with. A lot of players came from remarkable backgrounds, but we, we had plans to help those kids. And they walked away four or five years later with their degree, and they were different people when we got them. So just as a footnote, that, that that isn't something that we used to just say because it sounded good. It sounds good. That's something that we did. And that was significant. I told my I told my my coaches, if we, we get a young man here that's nobody in their family's ever went to college or graduated from college, nobody has, and he comes in here and he married and he earns his degree. He marries a, a young lady here from Mizzou and, and who has her degree. Their kids have the degree. You change a generation of family. And when I say that, I get chills because that is significant. That is significant in helping people. So that's what it got back to me. I wasn't doing anything. I was doing all these other things, but I'm used to having players, you know, loving them, hugging them, kicking them in the butt. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the, it was, wasn't all roses, I'm telling you that. You know, there was a lot of discipline issues, a lot of things like that we had to deal with. But at the end of the day, we were helping kids. And when they left our program, and I get notes from my players all the time and thank yous and all that other stuff, uh, we did the right thing. And so that's when my wife said, why don't you start a foundation to help kids? And ding, ding, you know, I, I kind of lit up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why don't you know? Why don't know when I do that? So that's kind of that's how I I, I got there, and then we just kind of had to decide kind of what direction it was going to go. Certainly, the foundation was going to be raising money to help kids in, in various ways, and so that's that's kind of how we got to that point. So we're speaking to Missouri Hall of Fame coach Gary Pinkle right now, and so I understand the youth aspect of the foundation, but there are three pillars to it, correct? Yes. 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 There is. Yeah. Uh, there are, there are three pillars, and they're kind of reflective of my life a little bit, too. They're directly affected with me. So kids with, with lymphoma or leukemia, those are the two childhood cancers that most kids get. And so uh, we've done that. We've given a grant last year to LLS, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a uh, $15,000 grant last year for, for research. Um, so that's one area. And, and research, and you, you know what I'm talking about, research is everything. I tell people, when you're giving, you're giving money for research, don't look at it and say, I'm going to research, no big deal. It is a big deal. It's mammoth because that's why we're winning this war. Mm-hmm. That's why we're winning it. And so when you people should feel awesome 
when they give a dollar, five dollars, twenty dollars, whatever, to to help research for cancer. So that's one of the pillars for kids with cancers. The other one, kids that have physical challenges. I grew up in a home uh, where my brother. I was. I'm in the middle, and my sister reached adolescence. She was older than me. Uh, she lost her ability to walk. She has a real rare disease at 15 years old, 14 years old, when she reached adolescence. I didn't get the disease. Then my brother ended up, the same thing happening to him. So they were on wheelchairs by the time they were 18 years old. Hmm. And so I grew up in a special needs home. And uh, so I have a, my heart is in to assist in, in any way uh, kids that have uh, has physical challenges. And so that's the other pillar that we have. And then the third one, which we talked about before a little bit already uh, in, in terms of kids graduating from college is, is, you know, I've been in homes all over this country and I could sit down and tell you stories and you would not believe some of the homes and some of these, these experiences that these kids have and growing up in. And um, so to help kids, certainly education is a huge component there, the scholarship programs that we've started and things like that. But we're, that's the ever, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to help, and that's more poverty area er, areas. So those are the three pillars that we have, and that's where really what our focus is. Um, and, that's, uh, and that's all kind of related to my background a little bit. Coach, tell us how long the foundation has been in existence, and, and maybe you started talking about some of the accomplishments. Why don't you elaborate on that? Yeah, well, it's, it, we started, Peggy, I think our, we had our, our kickoff deal, I think it was in uh, April of, back me up here, 2018? I think that's what, 19. 19. 2019, yeah, 2019. So we've been going on a little bit over a year and a half. Um, Pretty remarkable, kind of what's what's really happened. Honestly, people have been remarkably generous, and I got good people around me. Peggy's one of them, and she's our executive director. Um, yeah. So what 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 we did is uh, some of the uh, achievements that we have. Uh, we've decided to to do a lot of different things to help kids, and um, we started out with two golf tournaments. Uh, I mean, one golf tournament that year, two thousand. Um, uh, 19 and that golf tournament raised uh, $88,000 for, for 108 players. Um, we also had a personal gift for 30,000. So we made more that year just because of that gift. Uh, this last year with all the stuff that's going on, Peggy's a huge part of helping us get this thing off with all the things that were going on with the COVID. We finally got the thing. We were supposed to be in, in, in um, June and we had it in August instead. And really with really, you know, definite rules we had to abide by, which we did. And we did a very good job with old Hawthorne. We had our second year, we sold out 36 teams and, and all the, the max that you can sell out. We've never advertised for it. And we netted over 120 thousand dollars so uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're climbing there we're getting better at that we're getting more efficient so um those monies were, were really important for us as, as as we raised those uh what we've done with with that over over that period of time we have scholarship programs mike Alden has helped us with that um our, in our scholarship programs um we have 24 scholarships awarded in april and in 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 all the states st louis kansas city and everywhere else Game day with Gary Pinkle is an event that we started this uh, last year where I go on a away game and people come and I talk to them about the game and so on and so forth. And we netted 15000 made 1750 of that dollars went to Missouri uh, Tiger Scholarship Fund. Hey, we do Coach, one step forward. Yes. Coach, we're running out of time at this segment, so hold that thoughts and thank okay, I was you. Trying to, I'm going to try to 
talk as fast as I can. No, just no. Wait, 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 wait. We're gonna we're gonna break and go gotcha. go do okay. commercial break, and then we'll come back and you can elaborate some more. And thank you so much for not telling everyone that I yell at you all the time. So okay, okay. We've been that's, that's, come, that's gonna come later. Okay, we've been speaking with Coach Gary Kinkle. We'll find out more about his foundation, GP Made, when we return. You're listening to the CEO Roundtable with Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. He's breaking down what's going on inside Columbia. It's Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable. I'm Melody Perry sitting along my good friend Peggy Kirkpatrick. And we're sitting in for Fred Perry, who's gone for the next few weeks. We've been speaking with uh, Coach Gary Pinkle about MU football and what he's up to after retirement. And before, in the previous segment, we were talking about your scholarship program. Tell us a little bit more about where that money goes. Well, that's one of the things we, we, we one of our pillars is to help kids, you know, come from real difficult backgrounds and education's mammothly important. And so, with the help of Mike Alden and, and a lot of other people, uh, Mark Fenner, he helped board that too. Um, we we started. We had 24 scholarships awarded in April of 2020, and we went into uh, in Kansas City and we went into St. Louis, and and we also had some Central Missouri ones, and we had six in Central Missouri. We had 18 four-year scholarships of 2,000 per year. Scholarships awarded students within the North Kansas City School District area. Uh, and 13 scholarships from St. Louis Public School District. And we have these generous people that want to sponsor scholarships or portions of scholarships in these cities. And a lot of them are Mizzou alums. A lot of people just live in, you know, they want to just assist in, in helping kids. And so that scholarship program is really, really going uh, really well. We want to double. We want to be up to at 24 uh, this past two, 2020. We want to get up over 50. Then we're going to try to get 75. Then we're going to try to get 100. And we're going to keep going and going. We're not going to be satisfied because that can be very, very significant in a young man or a young lady's uh, avenue to, to make themselves better. And so and these are college uh, was, scholarships, correct? Yeah, these are scholar scholarships. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we can also, this isn't just restricted to four-year colleges. You can go to trade school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can go to junior college, which is fine, uh, where you just get training to help support yourself and your family. And it's uh, we're, we're, it's all around. It's covering uh, every aspect. And I'm really proud of that because I think that's certainly the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. When we're looking for mostly with kids that really need financial help. And that's the ones that we want to help and assist so they can they can pull this off. Um, now, the next thing we have is called Game Day with Gary Pinkle. Um, and what that is, uh, we were in Kansas City last year. We had some some great Mizzou people that hosted it, and there, there was a there was a Mizzou football game away game on. And what I did is we go in there. I brought some of my ex players in there that uh, used to play, and we talked about preparation. We talked about what's going on uh, and, and, and evaluation of, of the, the, the games we're, we're looking at, it really, really went, went well. It was really a fun experience. Uh, we, uh, we, we netted more than $15,000 in a three hour period of time. And we gave, uh, 
3,750 of the proceeds went to Missouri Tiger scholarship fund. So we decided to team up with them a little bit. Actually, actually that was unsolicited. That was something we just wanted to do. Um, we were going to do it this year again. We're going to have, we're going to have uh, uh, several of them, but just with the COVID thing and people congregating, it just wasn't the right thing, but we will, we will bring that back up again. But that was called game day with Gary Pinkle. And that was really uh, pretty cool. We also gave the one step forward uh, one step forward plan as, as uh, these are kids uh, this last year, we've done this um, several different times, but the most recent one is uh, myself. And then Damian Washington, uh, who was a player that played for me at, captain that played for me a great young man that came from a very horrific background uh down in louisiana um we talked coyote hill uh christian youth ranch and handed out also uh nike shoes to these kids they don't know that they're getting those mm-hmm. but the big inspirational talk and what what it's really about is talking about adversity and getting up and we tied it into your shoes you know getting up every day and I don't care how tough it is you have to get up you put your shoes on and you take one step forward and you take another step that was kind of the the thing about it and the Damien's great because he was they did a big thing on ESPN about him and his background and we show that and those kids look at him and there they look like I mean it just their their focus is actually incredible and and to him give this positive talk about how no matter how tough it is you just you get up put your shoes on and you you have this uh, you 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 will you will, you will make it through the day. And, and, and so uh, we handed out, then all of a sudden we bring Santa Claus comes out with Nike shoes and we give the kids Nike shoes and they're going crazy and everything. But the, 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 the talk that LaDamian does and the talk that I give the kids is, is very important. And that's really what it's all about at the end of the day. But that's a one step forward plan. Um, grants, uh, we gave out a bunch. Feel very proud about this, and you know we're going to keep giving them. We're going to be getting bigger as time goes on. But we had a fifteen thousand dollars grant was awarded to Wonderland Camp, a summer camp serving annually up to twelve hundred children and youth with special needs and disabilities. And this camp is down near the Lake of the Ozarks, and it's really awesome. I told my sister about it. My brother's passed away. My sister who's in a wheelchair now. I told her about this camp, something that she never had when she was growing up. But this is this camp is designed, whether you're in wheelchairs or what, that you can get on rides, amusement park rides that you would see at Disneyland and, you know, those type of rides uh, and, and have that remarkable experience that you've never had before. Kids in wheelchairs can't, they can't do this. Mm-hmm. And so... And with other needs, and so that was that was really awesome to be a part of that, and to see that, and and so this was uh, a summer camp serving, uh, I think it was twelve hundred children, youth, and special needs and disabilities. Another is the LLS I talked about, uh, the Lymphoma Leukemia Society. Um, they asked us to partner up in a fundraiser that they made, and we gave them $15,000 and that's for leukemia and lymphoma research, which we talked about before how important that is. Then we have the first chance for children to help with early childhood education and they do an excellent job in this community. Uh, it's run very well, very efficient. And that's one thing we always check out before we hand out these grants. And so we gave them a $5,000 grant. Uh, they do a great job. There's a North, uh, North Stewart daycare center serving low income families. Uh, we gave a thousand dollars to that to that organization, and then we gave a thousand dollars to the Special Olympics um, uh, to assist in that. We 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 I went down there, spoke in a radio show with them. Uh, we had a fifteen thousand dollar United Community Builders to purchase a van for children's programs, 
and that was that we, we, we that was really really awesome because they had this old beat up band. They're all over the city running these kids around to get them from A to B to C, and we teamed up with Bob McCosh and another donor. Uh, to, to got a really nice band so they can do that. They, they, they're doing a great job in this community and feel very fortunate we can help them and assist them in that kind of a purchase. Um, we had $5,000 grant to Love, Inc., uh, to provide emergency housing for families with children impacted. So, you know, we, right, we, we've got a call from them. We talked to them a little bit and they've talked to us about, you know, this, there's just families are getting, you know, kid, people getting laid off. There are all kinds of things that are happening to these families and, you know, housing is an impact then on, on, on some families. And so we, we gave $5,000 grant, kind of an emergency grant for that, um, in, impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. So our funding members, we had 103 of those and, and we made a lot of money with them a year ago. And so, um, anyway, we're doing a lot of things. I'm excited about this. I want to do more. I want to give more money and we're going to continue to grow. And again, doing this kind of stuff, instead of talking about what we can do to help youth, we're doing something about it. And I, my wife's executive, she's a vice president. We got Peggy, we got Catherine LaCasey that teaches in journalism school. She stands all the media relations and all that stuff. And, and, you know, we're a small young company, um, non for profit, but we're working very hard to um, to get better and better and to help kids uh, more and more. Okay, breathe for a moment. Okay, <laughs> I have never that was a quite a monologue there. Um, You're I uh, have a question for you. Everyone who knows you knows that you are very goal oriented. Mm-hmm. That that. Um, Anyway, you're you're very very goal oriented, and yep. uh, I I just kept hearing you. We want to do more, and we want to double this, and we want to double this. I mean, that's the coach in you. You're very competitive too. Um, so you've already told us what your goals are with scholarships. What's your goals with other things? Well, I you know I think there's a lot of different things we can do. I mean, I you know I think the the impact of of, of you know, as you know, Peggy, we look around and we're looking for, we're out there looking to see what kids need the most. And that's something that we're, we're certainly, you know, looking at and we, we want to do, uh, we want to increase the scholarship program significantly. Um, we want to re- keep raising monies. Um, but I think w- what our, our goal is, is, you know, we want to continue to, to, uh, you know, goal setting. We did not set goals for making money the first two years just because I didn't really, I, I didn't understand the business enough. You know, now we're certainly going to do that and we increased a lot from a year before, but we're always looking out and we're looking for people that, that, that they know of children that have needs and, uh, you know, communicating with us would be a great thing to do. Um, but that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, where we're at. We're speaking with Gary Pinkle, former Mizzou football coach. I think the winningest coach in Mizzou and Toledo schools history. Is that correct? Uh, that's what they tell me. Okay. <laughs> One thing you mentioned earlier was about working with your former players. And you have a long history and I'm sure have touched a lot of lives. And I am sure some of these um, football players are role models for younger kids. How are you using them? in in your work with the foundation well i'm I, what i'm doing with them is uh i have we have some we have a function like we had uh, 
you know, we, we game day with Gary Pinkle. Well, I bring a couple of my players in there, and they actually talk about preparing for the game, you know, you know that, that when we were in Kansas City for that game that was going to go on. And so the, really find behind the scenes, and it's great to have them because, you know, they got memories, they got different uh, thoughts and ideas that I do, and you get it from a player's perspective. And they do that. I, I've had between 6 and 12 or 6 15, and 15 players that come up for our, our golf events. And um, they they help us there, and I get to introduce them, and people just like to meet them. Most of them have been successful. Most of them, a lot of them have played in the NFL. Most all of them have their degrees. Um, so it's just great to have these because one of the greatest things about my job is is and you don't really think about it when you're do, when you're in it, but the relationships that I have with my players, and and some of them they probably call me up and said, you know, I'm, I, I was too mean to them sometimes. <laughs> well, no, yeah, I, I can't imagine that. I wasn't perfect. Well, I was demanding. Demanding. Amen. That's, kind of, that's what I kind of do, and and I just build relationships. And a lot of these kids uh, are going out now. I got a bunch of kids that, that uh, I get hear all these kinds of different guys that are coaching now, which is was interesting. Uh, we have Brad Ekuekwu, just as another example of a guy that played for us, receiver for us, a really uh, a guy that really did some great great plays and did great great things. And Brad's got his doctorate now, and he's up in Nebraska, and he's. He's working for um, some non-profit company, business up there. I don't know all the details, but, you know, I just, I, I just really, you know, I really like my players. And, and you know, winning, winning is the bond. I hate to say that, mm-hmm. but winning brings you really close, and it's gonna, they'll be close till the day they die. That's the way it's going to be. It's, it sounds crazy, but they do. That's just the impact you have. But these kids come back. I ask them to take their personal time away from their families and from where they work. And they assist, and um, you know I love those guys, and uh, I also ask them to forgive forgive me for when I got tough with them. Well, you said you were. They said you were a little too demanding. Well, I think most parents can relate to that because <laughs> that's what parents often say about their parents. They yeah. were too demanding, yeah. and I don't think yeah. that's a bad thing. No, it's but, a good thing. Yeah, um, you mentioned a former player in the NFL. Um, what are a few of the successes of your players, your former players? Oh, I don't really know where to start with that. I and mean, we have we've had so many players playing the NFL. It's uh, you know braggers. <laughs> yeah, well, when when I first when I first got here, uh, I, we were struggling so bad. And I was back with Don James, who's my mentor. Passed away now, but he's in the College Football Hall of Fame and huge influence on my life and my profession. And I was back golfing with him in Seattle, and I, you know, I, I'm hitting the ball, and I look back, and, and I look back, and I get done. I looked at him, I says, "Coach, I, I'm doing everything right." He says, "You know, he didn't say anything." I said, "I'm doing everything right. I'm telling you, because you know we're running the program in Toledo, but we're here and we're really struggling." And he looked at he he, he waited about two holes, and all of a sudden he he walked up over to me. He said, "I've been thinking about what you've been saying, Gary," and he says, "Let me tell you this." when you start recruiting better players, you're going to start winning more games. So that was a message that he said that, you know, you can do everything right, but if you don't recruit the right players and and the player development to make them stronger, faster, quicker, smarter, and everything else, then you're not going to win. And luckily we had recruited well, and then we just started taking off and then we started winning at a high level. So, you know, you know, kids, the kids, uh, you know, these kids, have, you know, you work tremendously hard so that 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 you can you can win and be successful, and you got good players. And I've had so many players play in the NFL, and I got so many guys now right now head high school coaches. A bunch of them are head high school coaches. They they they, uh, they call me and ask me for stuff, and 
And then, uh, but anyway, I'm just really honored those kids are, are doing a lot of things and they're, they're out helping kids and hmm. hopefully doing the same things we did. Thank you. After this break, we'll be back with our guest, Gary Pinkle, on the CEO Roundtable. You're listening to Peggy Kirkpatrick and Melody Perry on the CEO Roundtable on Hot Talk 93.9, The Eagle. You're listening to Inside Columbia with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9, The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable. I'm Melody Perry, sitting alongside my friend Peggy Kirkpatrick. We're sitting in for Fred Perry for a few more weeks, and we have been speaking to Coach Gary Pinkle about his foundation. Coach, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. We haven't worn you out yet, huh? (laughs) No, I I love talking about our players and everything. All right, well, we cut you off. When you when you were starting to talk about some of your former players, where they are today, and I know that you've got a number of them that are in the the coaching business now. Some are still playing in the NFL. Um, but one question I have to ask right up at the beginning is about where did the Mizzou made come from, and where does GP made come from? And yeah. Then- Okay, well, so what happened on Mizzou Made? We had a couple of players that were student assistants for us. I mean, they played for us, and they were either starting graduate school, or they're, they're or they were, or they were double majors, and they were getting a few extra hours. So they were done. They, they were done playing, but they were still in school for a couple of reasons, which is, which are which is really good for you know pursuing other degrees. And so what happened was is we were talking, and they were in some of the staff meetings that we had. We allowed all those kids to be part of our staff meetings that, that are. That are that are students at the time They're, they they were in one of the staff meetings and we were talking about we were talking about you know making a guy stronger faster quicker better player psychologically a better player that that what we what we did we we were known in the country it began it started going for developing players better than everybody i'd go in the home and said i hear that you that you you could you make the best out of every player they the i had, I had recruits telling me that so when 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 one of one of our uh, players getting back to he was in a meeting and we were talking about that stuff, he comes back and he's sitting in a bunch of room with a bunch of other coaches and they're talking about something unrelated, and he all of a sudden he stood up and said, "Well, I was Mizzou made." And they looked at him, "What the heck's wrong with you?" Because I'm Mizzou made. I, I, I was one of those guys. Nobody recruited me, but I got faster here, stronger here, vertical jump, all these other things, and so I was Mizzou made. And so then when somebody came in to me, it all came back to me saying, "Mizzou made." Let's just let's name that that player development a a term Mizzou made and we used it for years and years and years and it was really really good and so what happened was is when I you know so I retire and everything else actually someone that's part of what my my email is uh, GP made uh, we tried to use that same word as an emphasis and this came from my wife and made for uh, for our foundation is uh, make a difference every day. GP made is make a difference every day in the lives of kids. That's what our foundation is. M A D E. She's a very smart lady. I would have never figured that out. Um, but but that's what it is, and that's what we try to do: make a difference every day. That's what that stands for. And it's really the same thing as we try to develop players to make them the best. 
Now, what we're trying to do is we're trying to, with GP made, is to advance kids in all these different things. And let me remind you, too, of all these three kids, none, all these three pillars, they, they, there's no choice on any of these kids. They're born in a certain place. They're in a certain kind of family. Uh, they got a physical challenge. Something happened to them. They got cancer. It's of no choice to these. It wasn't like these kids just went and messed up and did this kind of thing. That's not the case. And so I really, that's one of the big things for me is, you know, these kids were, were, were just, this were handed these three th- these things, and we're trying to do everything we can to help them. So that's what that's what that uh, GP made was. And then, Peggy, you talk about players, and, you know, right off the top, I, I think, you know, I think of some, some coaches, Matt Eberflus, who was a play captain for me at Toledo and was a defensive coordinator here for a while, or assistant coach here, too, for a while for me here. Um he coaches in the NFL as defensive coordinator for Indianapolis Colts now. And so it's an NFL guy. He's going to have a good good thing. Alex Grinch, who's my nephew, by the way, he worked for me here. He was a graduate assistant. Then he went out and he came back and worked here. And now he's the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma. So I've, I have a bunch of guys got into it. And I think of Jeremy Macklin's coaching at his high school. Um, Jason Ray is a player that played for me. He's at, he, he's at K-State. He's a, he's a receiver coach there. Denzel, Denzel Martin's with the Steelers. Um, I, I can go on and on with all these guys. And Lorenzo Williams, a captain for us in 07, and he's a high school coach in Oklahoma. Robert Steeples is at the Smet in, in St. Louis. And, I mean, honestly, there was a couple articles written up about this. There are so many of my players that are coaching. I don't, I, don't know what, I don't know why this happened or what happened. But at the end of the day, uh, I always tell those guys when I see them, I don't have to because they're great young men. Is this more than coaching? And you have coaching, you got to win to keep your job, certainly. But at the end of the day, they have a responsibility, just like I had a responsibility, to help these all these young kids become better people. And uh, I'm sure, certainly, I'll do it. And I'm very, very proud of them. And one of the neat things for me, when I go to a game, I have some of my players come up to me, and they got their two little kids and their wife. And I just, you know, I'm thinking, how old am I? How old am I now? I mean, yeah, but but it's neat to see them. You know, they graduated from Mizzou. They got a family. Uh, you know, that's just very, very rewarding because we are so, so very close. And uh, anyway, those kind of those are kind of some of the great things about you know, about this profession. And um, I'm very, very proud of, of uh, with all the great staff that I had, all the great people around me uh, to be a part of all these kids and very, very proud of them. We're speaking to Missouri Football Hall of Fame inductee Gary Pinkle. Um, Coach, I had another question. You're talking a lot about your players, and it's amazing what they've accomplished. But the general public as well, you're their own, and they want to support you. How can they get involved in your foundation? Well, if you go to uh, at Gary Pinkle or you go to gpmade.com or you go to actually Peggy at gpmade.com, Peggy at gpmade.com, you can contact us in any one, one of those ways. And uh, that will allow us to get back to you. We have a lot of people that call in and just trust that we're doing. You know, we've got a lot of people that have donated money. We have people that try to do, they ask to donate time, you know, to be a part of that. So it's not all about just dollars. It's about, you know, or have you have ideas, you know, give us ideas so that we can help kids. Um, I think that's really the best way to communicate that. And, and uh, you know, we're certainly honored. Uh, I'm really honored to have us on here. So we have a chance to talk about that and uh, uh, allow us to uh, tell our story. Um, Another interesting thing, Coach, is that uh, one of your players you have not mentioned, uh, which is a huge omission, (laughs) some guy by the name of Chase. You want to tell us where he is and what he's doing? And I'm not Uh, talking about Kaufman. 
What's his last? What's his last name? I'm not sure you're talking about. <laughs> uh, well, we were very fortunate. We had a lot of great quarterbacks. Yeah, you um, did. I mean, you know, that's you, you, this, you know, I always say uh, football is the greatest team sport because you have guys that weigh three twenty five and they're six six, and you guys got that are five eight and weigh one hundred ninety. But they all play on the same field together. But it's it's a it's the greatest team sport in the world, except for one position, it's quarterback. And uh, you know, you you know, you have to be able to have a great player there. And we were very very fortunate. You know, Brad Smith. Then we have Chase Daniel. Uh, you know, he came in. Chase, obviously, you know, to Bear Brad played 12 years in the NFL. Chase is now in the 12th year in the NFL. Chase was a great player in 2007. You know, the game that you know in, against KU and was considered one of the greatest games and greatest environments ever. There's a lot of other games and his teammates. Uh, and he was the first one to tell you he had a bunch of NFL guys around. Him, little we know at the time, but a lot of those guys. Uh, you know, when you the more you win, generally the more. Guys have opportunities to play at the next level, uh, but Chase is doing a lot of great things. Uh, he lives has a home in San Diego. Uh, he's right now with the Detroit Lions. He's bounced around a little bit. I think he's eventually going to come back and live in Kansas City because that's where his, where his um, his wife's from when he quits playing. Um, he originally was going to coach, and I think he's you know he's done because but he's seen all the time that coaches put in. I think he's got to back out of that one. But he is he is a he's a guy that raises money for. The Crossing Church, he helped them raise money uh, uh, online, uh, and and he does a lot of different things to help a lot of people. And like a lot of my players, he's very giving, and he always tries to give back. So, um, you know, I, we you know we had Blaine Gabbert after that. He's still playing the NFL. He's a great young man. James Franklin starts in Canadian Football League, and we just had a bunch of great quarterbacks that uh, were very fortunate to, to do. And that's that's um, that's what I keep saying. I'm, I've been blessed. I've been blessed. God has put people around me. You know, I had a bunch of great quarterbacks at Bowling Green in Washington. So, um, lucky guy. Yeah, it's amazing. Now, it is football season. It may be a little reduced season as far as uh, typical years. But how attentive are you to Mizzou's football season? And do you watch the games? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm you know, I, I, it's it's. Uh, I calm down a lot better now. But um, <laughs> uh, Coach Coach Drinkwitz uh, and I have communicated often. I've been at practice. I've had lunch with him. Really impressed. Uh, a guy that's really thrown uh, thrown in the in, into the wolves just because he only had two spring practices instead of fifteen, and you don't even know where you're going to players are going to play because generally you get out of that first year of spring practice. You have your 15 practices, and then that's over. You have every player, all 115 players in the right positions so they can study their position all summer long, August, and play football. We didn't have any of that. And he's supposed to put this whole thing together the way it's been put together. So he's doing a heck of a job. You know, the schedule's crazy. But um, he's a really sharp guy. Uh, Got to be patient with him a little bit. What was thrown at him because of this virus uh, is is hugely significant for someone that's a brand new coach in a new program. But uh, you know he's a fighter. He's smart, and he will work hard. And uh, you know I'm a big supporter of him and and what he's doing. Getting back to real quick about me, my first, my first. I mean, I remember the first Saturday we played. I wasn't coaching anymore. 2016. Mm-hmm. So I wake up Saturday morning, like five in the morning, and I'm wired. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm tar- I'm just being honest with people. I am absolutely wired, mm-hmm. and uh, we're ready to explode. And uh, I mean, you know, normally I'm in a hotel room by myself in that morning, and that kind of thing. You get in the bus and you go to the game and everything. But 
I'll never, I'll never forget that. I was, uh, my wife said, she, she goes, well, I'm, I'm going to buy you a, a visor and get you a headset. And she cut the wire on the headset so I could walk around and feel like I was still coaching. <laughs> but that, did, that didn't look real good. So it looked like I had a lot of problems. So, uh, and, and all kidding aside, uh, that was really difficult. This is the first year when the first game I woke up last week where I just, I was just, I was just joke public. I was just another guy, mm-hmm. you know, I was very intense and excited about the game, but nothing like it just took almost what I'm trying to say. It took me four years to unwind mm-hmm. out of being out of not coaching. And, uh, and that's kind of the intensity that kind of, I kind of brought to it just because I'm just where I am. So I have to tell the public that every now and again, I'll ask coach if he, um, misses coaching and it's amazing how quickly he says not this year not this year <laughs> so and see you didn't you never had your home opener against alabama either yeah. oh, exactly right Peggy. that's that's and then you know they throw two teams at us and they, they throw lsu and alabama at us mm-hmm. and uh, so i'm a little bit disturbed about that but that's life you move on and you go on so uh you know, uh, the universities, the new facility we have, that's something that Mike Alden and I wanted. And Jim Sturt did a great job of getting it done with a lot of the great alumni that we have here. Uh, we have one of the best facilities in the nation right now. Now we need to build a new outdoor um, in, or indoor facility that we, we need. Uh, so I always have something to help that, that we need to get done. And But, it's um, you know, we're doing a lot of the right things here. And uh, people got to be a little bit patient. But uh, I think uh, you know, Coach Drinkwitz will do a good job. We just have a, a few seconds left, but we're going to have a good season, right, Coach? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, again, that's what you're kind of dealing with. You know, you're 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 you have so many. You know, for Alabama to come in here, they know everything about any one of their players every minute of every day since the last players left. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, they couldn't do hardly anything. So anyway, that's kind of that's kind of what we're, de- we're dealing with. And I think we have to be patient. There's no, there's no excuses. There's no, you know, there's no, well, gosh, we did the best we can. We don't do that. We don't talk like that. We want to win everything. But uh, people have to understand he was thrown, thrown into the wolves, and, it was, uh, and he's doing a good job battling. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on with us today. We've been speaking with Gary Pico, who's the Missouri Hall of Fame coach. And I'm Melody Perry, along with my co-host, Peggy Kirkpatrick. We're signing off. This is the CEO Roundtable on Hot Talk 93.9, The Eagle. It's my city, and I love it, yeah, I love it.